CougarFan.com Rise and Shop Podcast, episode 426. Get all of your BYU sports news at CougarFan.com. Matt, we watched a football game, but before we get to that, I don't think we're going to need a movie club. Oh, oh, one up in me with no. the uh, soda already, huh? No, we're not going to need a movie club. Fine, if, if we're going there already. Fine. I okay. see All your... Right. How about this? How about this? Oh, there you go. See, I drink mine right out of the can. You're a savage. <sighs> savage. No, it's the true way. Anyway, so I don't think we're going to need a new movie club. What do you think? No, we we got we got foosball games to discuss. We ain't nobody got time for a movie club. And um, yeah, I don't know what. I mean, what do we do on the off weeks though? Do we do like a movie club in the off weeks? Do people do do the people want that? I I don't know. Well, the off just... weeks in November, I feel like there's there'll be things to talk about. Yeah, we're not doing it because this I weekend. believe we're gonna get a game plugged in there. But, uh, um, I, I don't know about that. How about this? Okay. If there's no basketball season, we'll do, we'll do it. If there's no basketball season, we'll revisit the idea. Yeah, I think basketball is more problematic like than now. football. What are, I mean, what are we? The Big Ten? What's that? Why would we commit now? What are we? The Big Ten? <laughs> uh, the Big Ten. Um, yeah, yeah. And notice we're not even making fun of the Pac-12, those bunch of posers. No, listen, we, we're all relieved that the Pac-12 made that decision. So, Matt, we're combining things today, okay? We're putting the Tweet Bag and Why Mountain all into one segment, which we're calling Tweet Bag Mountain. This is getting confusing. You're supposed to say your little thing now. I don't know what to say. <laughs> tweet Bag. Tweet Bag Mountain. Okay. Well, all of our questions were about either the Navy game itself or uh, the rest of the season. We didn't have any other, I mean, some nonsense scattered in, uh, but we didn't have any nonsense, just nonsense questions. Yeah, well, I would expect nothing less. Um, so let's dive into it, Matt. Um, before, we get to, before we get to emails and tweets and Facebook posts, what's your... What's your big takeaways from the game? I mean, if there's one big thing that, like, struck you about this game, what is it? Uh, Tyler Algier might be the better running back. That seems like like a very thin line that you're that you're drawing there, but okay. Um, that's that's the that's the big one. That's uh, the big one. Hear, I don't know. I got another one. Okay, let's go to your other one because your first one's terrible. Uh, we're going to get pressure on the quarterback this year. We fixed it. I, that's definitely definitely fascinating, isn't it? After a year where even against mediocre offensive lines, we couldn't get it done. And I think this is a average to above average offensive line. Now, granted, not pass blockers, but um, still, we were we were in the backfield even in running plays. Yeah, the penetration they were able to get to um, again, even against the run yeah. uh, was was pretty good. Was and impressive. the ability to chase down a fast quarterback, uh, to, to, you know, kind of corner and make him turn to, turn directions, these types yeah. of things. I, I, I was really pleased with uh, with the play of Zach Daw. Yes, Daw was great. Tonga, of course, uh, 
was Tonga. Uh, Isaiah Kafusi looked fierce uh, yes, flying yes. to the ball. Um, my biggest takeaway, uh, besides the one you just mentioned, which I think is a good one, your first one is not so good, um, is, boy, no, no response. Huh? You're just going to take that? Well, listen, no, well, you are, because you didn't like the way that, you didn't like what I said a week or two that kind of set me up for that. I thought that Lupini Katoa was going to be, like, the guy. Remember, like, a week ago, I was like, yeah, if we've got one, that's going to be him. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think that's going to be it. But that, that clearly is not what's going to happen this year. No, 14 you know, I've touches. I've gone back and forth on that issue, but that's where I was coming into the game. Now, now here's the thing. They didn't throw a single pass to, um, well, again, I think of his name right now. I don't know who you're talking Algiers. about. Yes. They didn't throw a single pass to him. Uh, 14 touches for him, 13 touches for Katoa. It was a split, right? And will the rest of the season be like this? Who knows? But I'll tell you what my takeaway was on the running game. Harvey Unga is coaching these guys. They ran like Harvey Unga. And I don't mean like the size and speed combo that was pretty unique to him in the history of BYU running backs. I'm just talking about the relentlessness like they got hit and they never went down on the hit. And yeah, they were they were violent runners. And they got 2 to 3 yards after contact every single time. And I do not attribute that solely to the fact that Navy didn't hit and tackle in practices. I I think that is an oversimplistic analysis. These guys were driving it and Katoa is not historically known for that you know he is a more of a finesse guy right um so i was very pleased to i i think you know it's before we like proclaim him the best running back coach ever or anything i i think one gay man I, i'm pretty pleased that he he knows what he's doing right and these guys they were running hard they're running hard okay well we got a couple emails here about the game so let's 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 dive into that, Matt. Let's take it away. Tim Jacobson has our first one, and this is via email. You can of course email the show at risingshoutpod at gmail dot com. Three questions, he said. A. Are you still fans of Bill Belichick after the call in? That's a stupid question, Tim. Yes. Yeah. That, listen, was the call in? Did the call in get a little dry? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it did. Very much so. But the guy, I mean, he's in the middle of getting ready to open up the season, and he was clearly not prepared to like have this protracted conversation about the history of Navy football with these guys for an, the entire third quarter. But it was great, you, and you could tell that the way they let in. They're like, "So, what was what's your best memory of growing up around this program?" And it took him; it was thirty seconds of, "Wow, there's just so many of them. Uh, it would be hard to single one out because the whole experience was." Just really something. So you know? so it didn't work, okay? What? But what Herb Street was trying to do was Belichick was just going to call in and answer a question, right? Or two. One segment. And it was a friggin' blowout. And the casual fan, what does the casual fan do in blowouts? They changed the channel. They changed the channel. I had a friend at work. She said she's a college football fan. She said she... Uh, probably second quarter near halftime, or maybe it was right after halftime, she flipped the game on. Uh, kids were in bed. She was ready to watch some football, saw the score, and turned it to something else. 
So that's what they're trying to avoid. I think, unfortunately, it, 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 it probably did not, unless you were somebody that really was into historical information about Navy football, this probably was not your thing. Or also hadn't read the life story of Bill Belichick already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So we're still fans of Bill Belichick. He's won, how many Super Bowls have you won, Tim? Huh? I'm guessing less than um, How many rings you got on your finger? Do you make subway commercials where you chop off people's sleeves? Those are terrible, by the way. Bill They're hilariously terrible. Bill shouldn't be making commercials. I think he was like looking at Gronk and like, if Gronk could make commercials, I can. No, Bill. No more commercials. All right. Number two. Now, remember, he started with A. This happens with Tim. Yep. Where does yep. that rank in season openers during the independent era? Is that even a question? Isn't it the best? Uh, what would possibly like? What would be in the running? Okay, so you have to, to beat go, it. You have to go back to eleven is the first year, right? Sure. Of independence. I love how I say that. Like, okay. Uh, we beat all Miss fourteen to thirteen. Okay. That or was, was good. It ten. Was ten the first year? What do I feel like? No, 10 was not the first year. All right, so it was 11. Uh, the Ole Miss win, Washington State win in 2012, 30-6. was decent. Uh, 2013 was the loss against Virginia. Lame. Definitely not that. 2014, did I just blow a raspberry? You did. It was a little bit weird. I was just going to let it go, but mm. that's cool. That is weird. Um, the next year, 2014, at UConn, 35-10. to 10. No, this one's better than that. So I think only Ole Miss so far. Well, the Nebraska game. See, that was the one I was looking for. 2015, of course, the win in Lincoln at Memorial Stadium, 33-28 yeah, that... to 28 on the Hail Mary. There you go. There's one. There's one that challenges yeah, and might and could win. 2016 was the Arizona game, 18 to 16. No. Oh, uh, with the field goal kick with the fluorescent cleats or whatever. Yeah. Portland State, definitely not that one. But remember Lame. how how we all knew, not all of us, a bunch of us felt like after that Portland State game, the team wasn't very good. We found out team yeah. wasn't very good. When you yeah, could... that became clear. That became much clearer later. Yeah, yeah, that was the worst of the Independence era opener um even though you won another one against arizona in 2018 uh no and of course last year we lost to utah 30 to 12 i would say it's either second or third do you put that above the old miss no it can't go over the old miss even as dominant I, as was i think you have a hard time putting it over old miss or nebraska so third probably that's fair. It's so dominant, though. Maybe it is better than beating a mediocre old Miss team. I don't know. But it's probably third. We're going to go third. All right, and then he says D, which isn't even the third letter in the alphabet, Tim. How many pounds do you think Kirk Herbstreet gained in quarantine? More than one. I'm going to take the over on one. But uh, Herbie's not alone there, guys. No, no it, was, it was all of us, really. Like we've all been on we've all been on a journey here. We've all been on a journey. All right, Jeremy Ashton has an email for us. He starts off with why does Adam hate BYU? Because I predicted a Navy win last week. 
I don't hate BYU. I was trying to do the reverse jinx. We uh, talked about I this. See. I see what you're doing. Show. Now, you're, now you're backpedaling. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm backpedaling. Oh, you better yes, believe I am. Yes, of backpedaling course. like all those uh, Navy defenders did. Mm. They didn't backpedal. They just got run over. Oh my gosh! The did you see Criddle the the one where Ayu demolished the offensive lineman who was trying to block him? Jeez, oh, no. No, it's like it was the second or third level, probably third level, because Ayu is playing safety, right? And he gets down there to block Ayu. Now, it was a big play for Navy, one of their biggest of the night. But the guy goes to block him, and Ayu just throws him down. Anyway, all right. More seriously, Jeremy says, is BYU really good this year? Is Navy really just bad this year? Or does BYU just, um, did BYU do, oh, oh, yeah. Or BYU just did a much better job preparing for the game than Navy. So let's break that down. Is BYU really good this year? Uh, team looks pretty good to me. So are we going to say offensively and defensively, we believe both those units are better than last year? Yes. And Oldroyd made both of his kicks. That's gravy. And kicked all of the, at sea level, put all the kickoffs except for one out of the end zone. We had lots of kickoffs. And our one punt went for 56 yards. I'd say, I'd say, I don't know how good we are, but I'd say it's based on one game. It seems like we're better than last year. Okay. Yeah, I think um, the the one the one facet of the offense that still has me a little concerned is uh, red zone performance. To be honest, nah. But I think we're gonna have to get a little bit further along before we can tell whether or not that's still a problem. I, yeah, I'm not worried about that yet. I I just don't think I don't. I, we score we our red zone we made we we were above average red zone performers on on uh, last night. So I I don't know. I I'm fine with it so far. Uh, by the way, do you want to? If we don't join a P five conference, do you want to get into the American and play Navy every year? <laughs> After last night, sure. No, I just um, mean in general. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, listen, we, I, we're both we helping each other up conference. all the time. Like, I think if if we don't get into a P five conference, that that conference, in, in my opinion, is is the best fit. Um, yeah, I think you so. Know, and that's not just because I would love for BYU to be in Houston every other year. Um, and then the years they're not in Houston, they're in Dallas. I, I, you know, that's so. That's not the only reason I say that. But if we're not a P five, that that's the place to go. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I, uh, I think you're and right. I, and I and I like the teams we'd be playing in in that conference. I think it'd be. I think it could be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I want to be in P five. I think we all want to be in P five. Um, but you know, the American Conference was has, has put something together the last few seasons. Can they sustain it? I don't know. You know, the Mountain West had their time putting things together. And what historically has happened is once you do that, you get some of those teams cherry-picked by P5 conferences. I just don't know if that's going to happen anymore. Right? UCF is not getting taken by SEC or ACC, right? No. So, all right. Um, So is Navy bad this year? I just, I, I struggle to wrap my head around that they're going to be bad. Obviously, they had a terrible game. But they had a good defense last year and returned almost everybody. And their offense has been consistently good for years. I, I just struggle to think that Navy really is terrible this year. What do you think, Matt? 
So I, th- I think it comes down to the next part of the question. So I don't know if I should voice my opinion here or let you read the, the, the third let's, part. Let's read um, the third part, which is, did we just, did BYU just do a much better job preparing? So go ahead. Uh, I, I think that's exactly what we saw last night. BYU was very well prepared. Uh, you know, and uh, Coach Neil Montalolo from Navy said it as much in his uh, post-game press conference that he had made the decision to spend their time tackling dummies and donuts, and uh, they weren't ready. They didn't come out ready to hit. Mm, uh, I think they also donuts. learned some stuff about their starting quarterback last night. You know, you saw when they moved to the uh, to the second-string quarterback, you saw them. They provided a little bit of a spark, and he ripped off a couple of big plays. So yeah. I, I I think there's still some work for them to do there um, in terms of but I don't know that you can figure out who the guys are until you go live I I just don't know how you prepare for a football game like this especially running the type of offense that they do without going live in practice so you know it, it and so it, depending on what they decide to do in practice over the next couple of weeks I, I don't know what we're gonna see in the month of September from Navy but I just I can't believe that they go from where they were last, last year to that. And that and that's really the story. Like that's it. I just I just don't see it. So everyone's talking about that, Matt, and and certainly the live hitting makes a difference. But a fifty-five to three difference, I just I struggle to wrap my head around a lot of things about this game. And one of them is this narrative that man, if they had been hitting live, I, I just I mean they they looked. Like we just look so BYU looks so much better athletically, um, just better like a better game plan, right? And I, I just look at that and say it can't all just be the hitting, right? It, it's got to be more than just they didn't tackle because there were I mean there were missed tackles for sure, right? But there were also you know. There were a, a couple of those big runs. There were no missed tackles. There was no one near them, right? Um, and, you know, Romney, that big catch, that deep catch that he had, that was good coverage, actually, right? It was just a perfect throw and a perfect catch. Like, what do you do about that if you're Navy, right? That's not because they didn't go against live, right? That was just, that happens sometimes, Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I just just looking at the, the 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 catch tackling, and some of the other things. I I, I just still feel like it's a it it was such a big component. Um, yeah, you know, well, it's just hard. It's you yeah. you haven't gone full speed in months, and then you trot out there and have to go against a team that's been going full speed for a month. Uh, and and you just you come out you punched in the mouth and then it then it things once the wheels started to come off I think it all just kind of piled on top of it. Well, yeah, their offense. I, I mean, everyone says this; it's a cliche, but their offense is not designed to come back from four scores. No, it's a and it's a little bit feast or famine, right? And so when you really shut them down like that, I, you know, and and you stick to your assignments like we did, uh, you know, they tried to make some adjustments and do some things to pull people off their assignments. Uh, to make it difficult for the the reads at the line of scrimmage to to stick with their guy and uh, you know pull people up by throwing the ball over the top a little bit not way over the top but well in the uh, halfback pass as Herb Street said you either throw it or you don't yeah but <laughs> right? you got to you got to commit you go to, you don't do other. halfway and you don't yeah. you, you don't have eight seconds to throw the ball there surely is a point in that play where you have made a decision and you need to stick with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
Anyway, I, I don't think, and by the way, I will weigh in on this, what you said about their quarterback. I don't think they have any idea if they have the right quarterback or not. And I would not overrate the fact that in the second half, a guy came in against a less motivated BYU defense and was mediocre. And that means he should be the starter. I mean, you've got a bunch of practice. You've got a bunch of other things why you decided on the other guy. I think the other guy's got to start against Tulane and see what you get. I mean, he ran a couple of good runs, but once BYU kind of figured him out, he wasn't going anywhere either, right? Right, right, right. So, uh, anyway, all right, this is in the Navy football podcast. All right, Jeremy's second question is, have you paid for Disney Plus Premium to watch Mulan yet? And if so, was it worth the cost, and how was the experience compared to seeing it the first time in a theater? I did not. We were going to this weekend, and we ended up choosing to do other things as a family. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. We had talked about doing it last weekend, and we got caught up in other stuff. So we we watched Trolls. We streamed Trolls 2 when it came out. And I will say that was a disappointment because the movie was terrible, not because you were home or yeah, not. Yeah, but listen, you knew what you knew that going in. No, I liked the first one. The first one was clever. Um, you know, um, first one was clever. I, you know. The second one was terrible. You went from like an My okay movie. My expectations for Trolls 2 were never very high. No, I mean, they weren't high, but I thought it'd at least be passable. It wasn't even a good, they didn't even get a good soundtrack together. Uh, but I don't know. We'll, we might do Milan this weekend. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I The Disney Plus Premium thing has got me thrown. I thought you were just paying for like a, like the movie, but you have to like upgrade your subscription. I right. want to update my prescription. That's how they suck you in. Subscription, because there's nothing else on there. But so, you can just upgrade it and then for a month, right? And yeah, then turn it and back then you off. downgrade it. But it's just dumb. I, I think Disney made this is this is a dumb decision by Disney. They should just charge for the movie. Yeah, just put it on iTunes and all the other VOD services and be done, and make and collect your paycheck and be done. Don't do this stupid stuff. It's 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 executives getting too cute. It's they're just getting too cute. I mean, it's just a bad business decision. Or you should have waited and released in theaters in October, right? I mean, Tenant just opened at twenty million. What do you think Mulan would open to? Twice that, probably. Which isn't what they would open to maybe if they weren't. But but you know we're in the time that we're in. All right. Wade right, and I don't know what they're making off of the model they went to follow, right? Compared to I, what they could have had they just waited. Uh, not as much. I mean, I've seen projections. They're, they're saying pennies on the dollar compared to what they could have yeah. had they done right. other models. Uh, all because they think they might drive people to to sign up for Disney+. Plus. I, I think it's, it's backwards. Um, Wade Hillam on Facebook. And if you want to join the conversation on Facebook, you can do it at facebook.com slash rising shot. Awesome game. Thoughts about not seeing Jaron Hall at all in the game. Is he really the fourth string? Did I miss that he was injured? Yes, Wade, you missed that he was injured. Mitch Harper, uh, tweeted that out during the game, right before the game. I think just before the game, but he was on the sidelines, uh, just not in pads. Um, so the answer is I have, he's not the fourth string. Um, so he was, was dealing with, I think, what did Mitch say, a hip, hip injury? I thought, I think that's what I remember him saying. So anyway, um, Wade says, dominating performance on both sides of the ball. Glad to see BYU play again. Amen to that, Wade. 
Also off of Facebook, Randy Whittle says, As much as I enjoy a good dominating victory, and I'm happy to be playing again. Uh-oh, Randy. Sounds like you're going to negative land. Uh-oh. Here comes negative Nancy. This was an extremely ill-prepared Navy team with no normal home team advantage. Does this take away from the victory? How will will we truly gauge how good we are this season if most of our games are like this? I, okay, I'll take the first one first, and then you can answer, and then I'll let you have the second one. You can go first. Does Perfect. this take away from our victory? I don't know what that means. Right? It's a victory we beat Navy 55-3. to three. Count it as a neutral site game if you want. Right? Because you only had a few four-star generals sitting up there in the stands looking stoic. No, no, no. They weren't all four-stars. I don't, I'd actually, I don't know that I saw a single four-star. No, I think there was just the one-star guy, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't get it. good. And I think they're admirals at the Naval Academy, not generals. But Admirals, generals, what do I care? Um, uh, you may not care. <laughs> are you saying some Navy and Marine people might care? They um, may. They may not. Hey, our dad was in the Army, so I'll, that's all I'm... Yeah, um, I don't care actually. I don't Great have... song. That's right. Um, so I, I, I don't think this takes away, quote unquote, um, from it being an ill-prepared Navy team and and no normal any more than it than any time you blot another team because they weren't ready for you, right? I mean, that's not your problem. Your problem is to execute what you could. And when you if you beat an ill-prepared Navy team twenty-one eighteen. Then you start going, ugh, Navy looked terrible and we barely won. But Navy looked terrible and we beat them 55-3. to three. So, no, nothing takes away from it. Yeah, I think that if, it, I, to your point, if you beat them like 15-14 and they didn't look good, be like, yeah, this is a win, but yikes. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make you feel good about Army in two weeks, right? Right, so my short answer to this question is no, it doesn't take away from the victory. So how will we truly gauge how good we are this season if most of our games are like this? I don't, they're not going to be like this, right? Except for the home field thing, because there won't be a lot of, uh, um, you know, fans in the stands. Even, you know, the places with 25% capacity, it's still going to sound empty, comparatively speaking, right? Um, kind of like a UNLV home game does all the time. We went to one of those. hey Um But I don't... I don't know. Gauge what? We can only play the people we can play. Yeah, well, and and I think that what you've got to think about here, the the thing to keep in mind is that trying to gauge how good a, a team is, it's it's a relative measure, right? So, cuz the the national champion in one year might be better or worse than the national champion in in a in a different year. So, you're trying to really gauge like how good you are related to the other teams. And something to keep in mind here is that the weirdness around this, even for the teams that are planning to have some fans in the stands, I mean, we've watched some of that, right? With some of these, you know, Austin P and Central Arkansas and these other games that have already happened at different levels, where it just doesn't, it just, none of it's normal. You know, you put, you, you might put 5,000 people in the stands like Army did, right? I don't even know if it was, if, if that, if it was that big. It was still weird. And you could still hear all sorts of stuff from the field mics. Oh, yeah. So there's, there, there is nothing normal about it. And that's going to be true for everybody across the board all year long. And everybody's having to deal with these same type of weird little quirks this season. So I, I, I think you just chalk it up and say, hey, look, yeah, like you, the fact that this was a little bit weird and there wasn't a normal home team advantage and those types of things, that's just going to be true in every college football game in 2020. Yeah. So it, it's almost 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it it's uh, it's a wash. Yeah, yeah. in so, my opinion. So this is a good lead in. But before that, any other comments of the Navy game before we start talking about the rest of the season? That was fun, and I wanted to watch it again today. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was fun. And by the way, on our halftime show, there are people questioning if Wilson and Romney looked bad. And this is why, guys, at halftime, you have to chill out. This is why we can't have nice things. But I'm I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, chill out. Like, Romney dropped two really hard catches in the first half. Do you know what? Why does he... Why does he even have a scholarship? Gee. Yeah, yeah. And Wilson did not look bad in the first half. I I am absolutely blown away by people who thought that. I don't under were they watching the same game? His well, interception. The, I, I even saw a couple of these BYU Twitter guys that are popular, but I think they're just negative Nancy people. They were talking about, well, when people said, well, Powell tripped on the interception uh, and – and, um, you know, so you can't really count that against Wilson. Well, he threw it behind him. He threw it to where Powell should have been had he not tripped. Not to where Powell was as he tripped. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, I, guys, chill out after the first half. Romney didn't have well, his best there, half. That's true. Listen, there were at least two of those for Wilson, right? There was the INT and there was the other one where uh, I think it was also power, maybe it was Romney, read it as a kind of a, a hook where he was going to settle down in front of the in front of the bubble or in the bubble in the zone in front of the defender. And Wilson clearly thought he was going to slant and keep running. And so, you know, but that who's ball wrong was, there? Looked, looked I don't know. off. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Herb Street seemed to think that Wilson was correct, but he's but he's also up in a booth and reading the defense, and he played quarterback at an at, at an elite level, which I've not done. So I, I'm not going to come to a conclusion on that because I didn't have any of that yeah, information. I, I, that, but that's what I'm saying is that evaluation. Yeah, every right? incomplete so, pass is not the quarterback's fault. And it's like, but it's the same thing. And you know, you and I have talked about this before. It used to drive me crazy as a student. You'd sit in the stands. There'd be some dude trying to impress some girl, <laughs> and the quarterback throws one incomplete pass, and everybody starts booing him like. Oh, this guy's terrible. We're never going to win with this guy quarterback. It's like you don't even know you don't even know what you're looking at. Well, and you're not, you don't even know what you're watching. I I, t- I tweeted this out this past week, um, and and uh, I've mentioned it on the podcast several times. But I interviewed Robbie Bosco after a game in which Kevin Federick's threw several interceptions. It was against Cal, actually. The Tom Homo coached Cal Bears. Actually, interviewed I Tom Homo that, game. that day too. Um, anyway. Um, I interviewed Bosco, who's the quarterback coach at the time, and I said, you know, what? how do you deal with the booing and all that stuff? And um, I don't remember if I asked the question or one of the other reporters did, but Bosco then related the story of when he threw two or three interceptions in a game, I forget against two, um, in 1985, the year after winning the national championship, and they booed him. <laughs> they booed Robbie Bosco. After, it's insane. I mean, uh, Mike Schmidt got booed in Philadelphia. David Ortiz, the year he was, he had a rough year, got booed in Boston. Those guys booed Santa Claus. I mean, that, I, but, let's not but, get carried but away. Every here. fan base. I, oh yeah, fine. Philly's the worst. But every fan base does this. Every fan base. I don't know of a fan base that doesn't do this. Like Boston fans booed David Ortiz after he won multiple championships. Right, like. Fans just do this. We get impatient, and we shouldn't uh, 
Shouldn't get so impatient. All right. So well, no, rest- just sit down and learn a little bit about how this about how this type of an offense works and understand that there's a lot of communication that goes on. And when the ball snapped, just before the ball is snapped, there's reading that has to happen, and people have to be on have to be reading things and and, and seeing stuff to be on the same page. And and the quarterback, not all the time, but a lot of time, is releasing the football before he sees or knows where that guy's going to be. I mean, Steve Young used to do it without even be able to see seeing over the offensive line, right? And he was relying on I'm throwing it to where that guy's supposed to be, and from what I can see, he should be open when he gets there. Well, right? the the interception of Powell, uh, thrown to Powell is the ultimate example of that. He has to throw the ball before Powell makes his break, or the right. play or doesn't will work. Not, or he won't be open. The, the play is designed to do that. So, so I mean, right? He has to yeah. look and say, "Yeah, that cut's going to work." And then he, you know, so Powell trips after the ball is released, right? Or or about the same time when you watch the replay. Anyway, let's get on to the rest of the season. So Andre Hutchins, that's at AC underscore Hutchins, has these questions. Well, first he says, I guess live reps and contact practices actually do matter a lot. Apparently so. Um, Who is available to be added to BYU's schedule this season? Who is the most likely opponent BYU will schedule? Do we get to nine or ten games? Um, I'm not, I, I did not go through everybody's schedules. There were a couple of cancellations. Um... This uh, this week, uh, one of which lines up with a, a bye week. So I think there's there's some people out there. I think Memphis maybe. Um, there's a couple of ones out there. I don't know yeah. who the most likely to be added. Quite I, I frankly, wondered about Memphis, um, but it's yeah, it's not. They played there. They did play Arkansas State, and they're in the place where I would like to see us play them. They're booked up with the conference games. Okay, uh, no, somebody else. Somebody just got a. Got a, a cancellation because somebody's is it Tulsa? It was opponent of Tulsa because isn't Tulsa got uh, they they got uh, they ran into trouble didn't they? Yeah. Um. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know who they are. Uh, who's the most likely? I'll I'll tell you this much: there is not a. I have no idea. I I just don't think we're going to end up with a bunch. Of, we're not. I don't think we're going to end up with ten games. I know people keep saying that, but I, I mean, one of our opponents may cancel. Right. Oh, geez. Now you said it. Well, every, I mean, I mean, what do you mean? Now I said it. Every don't talk about the no hitter during the no hitter. That's what you just did. Yeah, well, you do talk about the no hitter during the no hitter. We've talked about this before. It does not affect anything. Um. You know, who knows what's going to happen. Hopefully none get canceled and we add one or two. I I, I just don't know. Uh, the next one is from Nick Nelson, who says that Air Force is only playing Army and Navy. Can we add them? The answer, Nick, is no. Uh, Air Force has already said they are only playing uh, Army and Navy. They are not scheduling other games. And I'd imagine they had to go get like a waiver for that from their conference, no? I don't think they did. The way I read one story was that that's already part of the contract. Like they play Army and Navy no matter what the conference says or does. I don't think they had to ask Kerr Thompson for permission. This is not like Nebraska and Ohio State deciding to right, play but on that, their own. But but a clause like that in the contract wouldn't allow them to go find six other games. 
Correct. Correct. Exactly. Right. Yes, yes. So that they'd have to go. Uh, and if the Mountain West is, um, you know, planning on playing in the spring, then you definitely don't want Air Force. And Air Force, of course, then would have to bow out of the spring. Right. Right. Because you're not going to put your guys through two seasons. Um, so, no. Uh, unfortunately, Nick, there I don't think there's any chance of a game against Air Force, though I'm on record as saying I'd love to play Air Force again. Um it would be awesome if BYU could play all three service academies this year. Um, and if we beat Army, Nick says, does that put us in running for the Commander-in-Chief's trophy? I, I think we win it. I'm not sure that's how that works. No? Is that not how that works? Huh. No, I, 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 no, that's not how that works. Well, maybe maybe we get added this year. Maybe we do play Air Force. What are we, UCF with our national championship banners? Come on. Yeah, okay, fair enough. All right. Justin Sweeney on Twitter, and of course, that you can tweet at us at BYU underscore Rice Shout. He said, after beating Navy so bad with white royal combo, can we officially throw the Navy unis in the garbage where they belong right next to the tan ones? Hashtag tweet back. Yes! I'm with it. I'm, I'm good. The only problem I have with this question is that the premise of his question is that the tan jerseys are still in the garbage. Why hasn't someone taken that garbage out? It's terrible. Those things are terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I should not take a drink when you're about to go on a tirade. I almost like, spit Dr. Like, Pepper everywhere. It's like everywhere. the roommates I had in college, right? Like it's like the trash can becomes a giant game of Jenga. Like who's going to last longer before we just empty this thing and take it out to the dumpster? <laughs> That's how I feel about these jerseys. Yeah, but, yeah they're, uh, they're bad. You know, I, I love the uh, I love the jerseys they want they wore in the game last night. Yeah, I, that's yeah. my favorite look, actually. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite look or not. I do like the black with the royal blue. I, I don't want us to wear that all the time. I love you that like it's... the black unis and the black helmets. Or are you talking about the like the 1996? Yes, I went there with the black stripe. No, no, I'm talking about the black unis. You, I'm the not Kyle obsessed. Van Noy, the Kyle Van Noy ones that we yeah. wore that year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we've broken them out a couple times, right? Those black unis. Don't you have a helmet that's that? I do. I've got the mini helmet right here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but yes, that white on white with the royal is a great look. It was. It looked fantastic last night. Um, his second question is, I know it's unwarranted based on past experience. See last year's win versus USC and Tennessee and then losses to Toledo and UCF. But say we go 8-0, what on earth happens? New Year's 6, there's got to be a lot of at-large spots open right now now so matt that's a great question let's because we do this all the time let's say we go eight no which is not out of the realm of possibility i think i saw that uh oh was it espn or football outsiders had us with like a 24 percent chance of going undefeated which is now like second or third highest percent chance of any team in college football right because you this was one of the in theory harder games on your schedule and it's done so we go eight and zero. Where what does that mean? Any chance at a New Year's six? We talked about this. I feel like a week or two ago, a little bit, but not in depth. You know, I, and and just funny is I've 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 drank the Kool Aid since then. I I think that if we go eight and zero and we keep winning like this, uh, I think you make I think you enter that conversation. Um, for a New Year's Six bowl. Now, do you actually get it? I I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's just going to be tough. But you've got 
two historical conferences just gone from the conversation. Yeah. Right. So it's I I I'm a I I'm a lot more hesitant to say that you'd be in the conversation for the playoff because I just don't think that you have the case. I, I think but for one of the, for another New Year's Six bowl I, with 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 two of the big conferences gone out of the picture. So so I, the New Year's Six bowls are as follows, right? The Rose Bowl and All State, uh, Rose Bowl and All State, Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl are the semis and are right as they should always be are on January 1st this year. Okay. The other games are the Citrus Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, and the Orange Bowl. It's a lot of fruit right there. Okay. The Cotton Bowl on that list? No, the Cotton Bowl is not one of them. Okay. Is it? Is it? I had you... thought that it was. Are you breaking news here? I thought that the Cotton Bowl was considered one of those games. Where's the Cotton Bowl? I don't even see it on the list. Um, I, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm... It's on the 30th. All right, fine. Let's Google New Year's Six Bowls. I think you're going to find Cotton Bowl listed. I think you're going to find the Cotton Bowl. Why is it on the 30th then? No, I don't know. I don't make the rules. Uh, yeah, you're right. I I did uh, the citrus. It's the cotton. All right. There you go. So it's All the right, cotton great. bowl. So the cotton bowl is at large versus at large. Okay. The peach bowl is at large at large. The fiesta bowl is at large at large, and the orange bowl is ACC versus Big Ten or SEC. Okay, so let's say the Orange Bowl is out. There'll be an ACC team and there'll be an SEC team. That means you've got a bunch of these at-large things to fill. I think the more likely scenario is like the Citrus Bowl or the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day that if you're a no, you get a shot at an SEC team um, and a New Year's, not a New Year's Six Bowl, but a bowl on New Year's Day. So would you rather do that than, say, go to the Cotton Bowl? Oh, no, I'd rather go to a Cotton Bowl. The payout's way bigger. Because um, I think that that – I feel like that's really the – that that is a scenario, the Cotton Bowl or the Peach Bowl, um, because they're, you're just going to have space. Yeah, but they're, they're going to give that space to – they're going to give that the top space. top half of the SEC. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to give it to us. They're going to give it to the Big 12. They're going to give it to the SEC. They're going to give it – and, and if they do and give think it, think about the money that the Big Ten is giving up, right? I, like it's I, they, crazy. Like we talked about last week, they played a game of chicken and they lost. Now they may renege and start playing in October here, uh, but and, and try to get in, get back in on this, which changes the whole calculus of what I just talked about. I, right. I think the most likely scenario is we just end up in some other uh, bowl, like. You know the Academy Sports Bowl that's got an SEC uh, that's got an SEC connection because what happens if all the SEC uh, bowl eligible teams are somewhere else, right? So one of those bowls, and then of course the other uh, minor bowls, Cactus Bowl, um, I don't know, Liberty, other ones that have um, that have Big Ten and Pac twelve tie ins that are not. New Year's Six Bowls, right? Las Vegas Bowl, we've been shown on a couple of Bentley those. Bowl? What's that? 
The Fenway Bowl? Let's go to the Fenway Bowl. No, no you don't want to do the Fenway Bowl. No, I don't, I don't want to play a football game at Fenway. Yeah, you don't. Not then. Um, plus, that's, that's ACC win. and American. They, they'll probably fill that one up. But, you know, the Mountain West had a few tie-in games. I'm not super excited about any of those, but uh, it is what it is, you know. Um, but if we go undefeated, I just, with this schedule, I, I can't see, I can't see us in a New Year's Six. I, I just think your computer rating, if you will, analytically, you're just not going to be high enough unless you absolutely dominate like this week to week. Well, but and I'll tell you, uh, one of those bowls that is going to be looking for a partner that would really like to have us is the Las Vegas Bowl. Oh, yeah, put us against, sure. you know, some middle of the road SEC team. That's okay. Right this year, would you be disappointed by playing? I wouldn't be disappointed, but I think it'd be a lot more fun to. It, I think it'd be a lot more fun to you know go to the Cotton Bowl, but oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's not worst case scenario by sure. any stretch. Um, Eric, or, uh, it's Eric at Eric or Eric on Twitter says the struggle of our team last year was maintaining excellence and playing down to competition. Beat USC, killed by UW. Lose to USF, beat Boise. Can we believe this team will maintain consistent excellence and why? I, I can't. I, I don't know that yet, Eric. It's hard to tell by no, one game. I can't bet on consistency after one game. Yeah, I, I, I would say that I saw a lot of good signs that make me optimistic because we've rarely had a dominant win like this in the Kalani Sataki era against a program that wasn't terrible. And regardless of what we said earlier, Navy's a good football program, and this was a dominating, uh, the most dominating win of his career. You know, and, and the most lopsided loss of New Montalolo's career. Yeah, crazy. At huh? least at Navy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I, I not yet, Eric. G- get back to us after the Army game. If we blow Army out, I'm, I may feel differently about that question. Uh, Jens Litton on Twitter says. Hey, what's the ceiling? If they run the table, how high will this schedule let us go? We kind of talked about that already. I don't think it lets us go. I, I think you've got an outside shot at New Year's Six if, by the way, Navy then goes on a tear. That also helps you. Even yeah, if it's yeah, kind of unfair. Perform. Sure. Um, even if it's kind of unfair because it was their first game and all the factors we just talked about, that, that would help you a lot. And we need a couple of these teams, Houston, Western Kentucky, and Army, to also be decent if not better than decent and beat them right um don our brother don what time what team left on the schedule could surprise us if byu overlooks them um hmm. no one i don't think there's anybody here that's going to surprise us uh, somebody, well, yeah, so you're already saying like, so we're taking off the table, the two teams we, that you and I have talked about as, as you know, we feel like are teams that could beat us. Yeah. We're saying, is there somebody else here that could surprise us? I don't know. Texas state looked pretty good last weekend. Um, you know, and that's, that's right in between the Houston and the Western Kentucky game. Uh, so, you know, if you overlook those guys, do I think they can make a run at maybe, uh, uh, but other than that, I, I mean that's and and I feel like that one's a stretch. But if you force me to give you one, that that's the one I'd give you. Yeah, I I, I think that's legit. I I think honestly, I mean they looked good against two. What was it? SMU. SMU. I, it's I don't just, know if SMU is any good. I mean Texas State was so bad last year. 
so bad. One of the worst teams in college football. I, I'm more likely to believe that SMU just isn't any good this year than I am to believe that Texas State took a leap of some kind. But it's possible, like you said, and we'll have way more data by the time we play Texas State to the point where we might be like, oh man, that's that's a tougher game than we thought. It probably is a tougher game than worst one of the worst teams in college football, right, based on their performance against SMU. But no, I, I mean, Army, I guess, I mean, Army wasn't very good last year. So, I, but is anybody going to overlook Army? Uh, Michigan did, you know, and yeah. had a rough yeah. day a year or two ago. I mean, Satake, uh, and this is Satake's MO, right? Great win, followed by crushing loss to a team you shouldn't lose to. Right. So, it's going to be, and it's going to be on the road. Like yeah. I, so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. that's it, the game I'm most worried about at this point, to be honest. I, and yes. They also, the, and they also looked pretty good. And Houston, I get it. You and Don think they're like the best team ever. I mean, they're going to challenge. Alabama for like the national championship this year. But okay. um, I don't know if it's an exaggeration it's of exaggerating Don. Exaggerating what I said. Like Don read two articles on the internet that said Houston might be better, and now they're better than everybody, basically. Well, they're better than Western Kentucky, so whatever. They weren't last year, so okay. I, I mean, what's your evidence of that? I guess we'll see. How many wins do they have this year? I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um. All right, so I don't, and I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't like cheer for the University of Houston or whatever. You seem to have a dog in this fight. You're like super, like you're defending this Don's position. Oh, it's my position that I took first. He just happened to agree with it, <laughs> and he yeah. does have a dog in that fight because he does cheer for the Houston Cougars. Well, he went there for for grad school, so sure. All right, Chase Blyle via email says since my predictions are so accurate. I figured I'd throw another one out. All right, Chase, here we go. Here we go. What do you got? Due to the shortened season against horrible opponents, BYU's offense looks like a world beater, and Jeff Grimes is praised for turning everything around. A smaller P5 throws a bunch of money at Adam, and we are looking for a new offensive coordinator in 2021. Matt, what do you think of Chase's prediction? Uh, I don't know that any, let's, the way I've actually already had this conversation with a couple different people. Um, and let me say two things. One, I don't know that any of these P5s are going to be making huge sweeping decisions like that based on some, somebody's single eight game season. Uh, the other thing I'll say is this, like, if you look, if you just take a look at our 2020 schedule and you, if you were to say like what conference, schedule would you give that sunbelt okay so let's just so let's say yeah that looks like a sunbelt schedule let's just say that for argument's sake i can't think of a time that an offensive coordinator out of the sunbelt conference has had one very good year and been offered a head coaching job at even a lower tier p5 school oh i I think he might be saying that p5 throws a bunch of money at him to become their offensive coordinator I, I'm. I don't know because yeah, Chase didn't say that. Yeah, have to be making him promises. I think you'd have to be making him promises about getting up to a head coach. I don't think he, he's interested in just another straight up stretch as an offensive coordinator. I don't know. It's a. It's a step closer. But to your point, I. I agree with your premise absolutely. I. I, I think against this schedule, um, most of the people making these decisions and hiring an offensive coordinator are, are not dummies, right? And. 
Uh, Grimes had the schedule last year uh, where if he had put together a great offense, that could have made his case, right? A near um, but P5 what about, schedule. But what about this? What if like somebody out of the American Conference or the Mountain West comes and offers him a head coaching job? Oh, yeah, he'll take it. Right, because that I could see. Right, if somebody has a good season at in Sun Belt and Fresno State comes and says, "Hey, how would you like to run the team?" And if you're um, Grimes, you and and assuming it's his dream to be a head coach at at the highest level, then he takes that job as assuming he, you know, not a given per se, because there are certain jobs meeting the qualifications you just discussed that you'd probably say no to, right? Sure. And and, hope and, and for he's a smart show. guy, right? He's not. He's gonna. Only, he's gonna go for for the right uh, yeah. for the right situation. Now, I think it's still unlikely that that happens, just because this season has been so weird. I mean, but and so, but even as I say that, Southern Miss's coach has already stepped down before all the games this weekend have been played. Well, uh, yes, yes, absolutely, and there'll be changes. But Matt Brown brought this up in one of his recent emails uh, for on extra points. They're not going to be a lot of coach firings. There's going to be less turnover this offseason because of a lack of money. It's going to be really hard to furlough a bunch of people and then turn around and eat a bunch of money to fire a coach. Doesn't right. mean there'll and if be you're the big ten, And if you're the Big Ten or the Pac-12, you're highly unlikely to fire a coach. What, are you going to fire the guy in March and go get a new coach to get ready for the fall? I mean, yeah. they'd have to do something pretty egregious. Yeah. And I don't, and it it have to be, and likely something not on the football field, right? Um, you so know, I'm going to so say think low about all the schools that you eliminate just by the fact that they're not going to play football this year. Yeah. All right, our last uh, tweet bag is from Tyler Anderson via email. He says, "What are the odds that I, as a freshman here at BYU, congrats at being a freshman at the world's best Where'd university, Tyler? There you go, Tyler Anderson." Get what's the uh, odds that I get to see any games in person this fall, Matt? I would say high. I think they're high. I mean, what is? I think the last number I saw is that there were forty-four plus uh, COVID cases on campus. They no, you know, they're up shut to down a couple something of, now. So they had shut down a couple of floors in the dorms and some other things. Like just just put on your masks, take care of each other, and your odds may increase. But I think that the odds of getting to a game in person are uh, are pretty good. May the odds be forever in your fa- in your favor. It's just just ever in your favor, but all right. May the odds be ever in your favor. You're right. That didn't sound right. Uh, his second question is, what record would it take this year for you guys to say Satake and company put together a successful season? Also, how much did last night's game change your outlook for this season? So let's take that first one, uh, part one of that question. I'm going to say now we have... Both said last week success is six and two. Is that still the case, or is it now because you beat Navy seven and one? You can only drop one uh, game. It's seven and one. I right? think. You, yeah, you can only drop one now. Yeah, you can only drop one. Um, it has changed my outlook for the season. I did not think there was, even though I said seven and one last week, I I, I didn't feel good about it. I really felt like this is probably more like six and two. Uh, I feel like seven and one is the expectation and. 8-0, if 7-1's the expectation, 8-0's a realistic chance, right? I Based on what we saw last night, I, I, I have no choice but to say that I believe 8-0 is achievable. Yeah, it's achievable. Um, Still hard. Right. Still hard. All right, well, let's finish going with... Undefeated, going undefeated is very hard. Yeah. Very hard a, to do. Even against 
uh, a, a schedule of uh, like we have um, this year. Okay, yeah, I mean, you you look at any conference, right? I mean, it, it's it's tough going undefeated. It's hard. Yeah, you just said that like six times. I think it's very rare. It's I difficult. I didn't count. It doesn't happen very frequently. <laughs> That's both repetitive I'm and gonna, redundant. I'm just gonna keep saying. You're just gonna keep saying. All right, time for buy or sell. I'm gonna give you some statements. You're gonna tell me if you buy them or sell them. All right, and we'll finish with this. All right, buy or sell. Zach Wilson just had his best game as a college player. So this is he's he will not have a game better than this, or he's had his best game so far. So far, sorry, I probably should have worded it better. So far in his collegiate career, this is his best game. Um, I'm selling that. I'm gonna sell it too. He's had some other good games. But it's it's not it would not be stupid to say it. I mean, statistically, he had his best game. I just don't know when you adjust that for the opponent he was playing if he actually had his best game. But he looked pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, what he he completed seventy two percent, two hundred thirty yards, a couple of touchdowns. I mean, statistically, that's a pretty good game, you know. But this is also, I mean, you got to think about you know the bowl game where he didn't throw an incomplete pass until yeah, yeah. into the fourth quarter or something. Yeah. I mean, he's had some days where he looked pretty yeah. good. Well, so uh, yeah, we didn't talk about tough. this before, but he looked, he looked better than he looked at all last year though. This probably is his best game since his freshman year. I mean that, I don't know that he threw a pass as pretty as the couple deep passes that he completed in this but game. But, like, statistically, I mean, you look at even UMass last year. I mean, almost 300 yards, yeah, 85% completion, and four on. touchdowns. UMass, you're going to – you're gonna. we went into Navy, and he put up 230 against an experienced defense. I get it. They hadn't tackled, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that counts more than UMass. I mean, I get it. It was better day statistically against UMass, but – this this was a better game for him against a better opponent. I mean, mm. I think you got to talk about the USC win last year. Oh yeah, I, I, I think there's there's games out there where I okay. where he's looked pretty good. Fair enough. All right, statement two: Tyler Algier is the feature back, meaning more than sixty percent of the touches the rest of the way. Selling it. I am selling that as well. I think it's a split. I think it's fifty fifty, and I think people yeah, are going to over. What we react to that Algier had more rushes, uh, more yards per carry in this one particular game. Um, I think they will mix it up. It's very clear, though, that it's a two-back deal, <laughs> right? McChesney yes. got play in, uh, in. I mean, the, the, the other guys that are going to get ball, that are going to get carries are named Milne and uh, Romney and Powell, right? Right. And Wilson when he tucks and it. And Wilson when he tucks it. Uh, number three, the defense will make three to four negative plays a game. That will be the average, I should say, somewhere between three and four. I'm buying that. I'm buying it too. They looked very aggressive, very aggressive, better than they had looked at any point last season on that particular metric anyway. All right. Um, number four, the D will look just as dominant against Army. Selling it. I'm going to sell it, but only I because... I want to buy it. I want to buy it, but I just, I'm selling it. You don't have that many... that even a, Unless you're like an elite defense, you don't have those kind of games every week, right? Even if you have good games. I think they will play well against Army. 
uh, Army will also have some film to look at to see what they did to disrupt the option and try to counter that. And we can talk about the going live and the hitting and all this, but Navy did come out a little bit flat. Army did not come out flat in they their opener. Not. They did not. And so I, I don't think we can expect to dominate like that. Uh, to answer a question that was given above, BYU will play more than eight games this season. You're buying or selling it. Include a bowl game? Yeah. Then, yeah, buying it. I'm going to say buy it, but I just... I just feel like one of ours Wait, is oh, we just canceled. Gotta go. Oh, you think something gets canceled? Yeah, I think one of okay. them gets canceled. I just think there's a, you know, Texas, they, there's some like, you know, Tulsa's done it. I mean, uh, SEC's backed things up. Tennessee, if they, they couldn't have played this last week, right? Um, yeah. I just think there's chances a game gets canceled along the way. Uh, second to last one here, Gunnar Romney is the featured wideout the rest of the year. Basically, he's, he's getting the most... Uh, looks on average the rest of the season every game. I'm buying that. I'm buying I'm as buying much that. of that as is available. Yes, yes. Well, you're not going to get all of it because I want to buy some too. Okay, so well. We'll have to split it. Well, we'll just have to compete. The price is going up. All right. And our last one. Mason Wake will try and hurdle another defender this season. Buy or sell? Buy it. He's totally going to do it. He shouldn't do it, but he's going to do it. Depends on how the coaching staff reacts in the uh, film session. Right, he didn't drop the ball. Well, if if the if they kind of like mess with him and say whatever, then he may try it again. If they like, if Unga or you know, I guess he's technically is he technically a fullback, so he'd be in Unga's group, or is he a tight end? I think he's technically a tight end. Yeah, so it depends on if the coaches like call him out and say, "Dude, don't ever do that again." And I I tweeted out, you know, they somebody sent uh, I forget who it was that I retweeted their tweet from his high school days at Lone Peak where he just trucks two guys on his way to the end zone. And I'm like, do that, dude. Like, you don't need yeah, to You weigh 250 anybody. pounds and you can run fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. those guys were not going to tackle him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go through them. Just man. run through them. That's what All you're right. built to do. Well, it's exciting to have an actual football game to talk about. It's exciting to have won an actual football game. You know, I live here in Kansas and Co-workers wanted to talk about the game all day, um, which I was more than happy to oblige, uh, you know, because there's college football and we're all excited about it. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, to preview the Army game, Matt, to preview the Army game, which is, uh, of course, very exciting. Do they play anybody this week? Oh, yes, they do. They play, I don't even know who that is. It's Louisiana Monroe. Ah, uh, Louisiana Monroe. So... I don't know if we're going to know if they're any good, man. I mean, they destroyed they're going to blown out two bad teams. Yeah, they're going to blow out two bad teams. We blew out Navy. Um, so we'll see. Uh, that one, we'll talk about it next week, but that one makes me a little nervous. I'll be the honest. Army schedule is, I mean, they might go undefeated. I think they're playing a high school team. <laughs> they're playing the Citadel. They're playing the Mercer Bears. Isn't that that team on like like that where they follow that high school quarterback around? Isn't that that team? I don't think so. Like MTV or something? I, I think know. it's a different one. Uh, but uh, and they've got Air Force in November, and Air Force will have is playing one game a month, <laughs> right? So, how, hey, how way to stretch them out. How will how prepared will Air Force be? I don't know. 
Like when do you start? When do you, so you're gonna open up your season on November seventh? What no, like what are the, you doing between the, now? No, and then? they they open up their season. It's October, right? Don't they play? Yeah. No, October third they play Navy. Oh, Air Force that, plays that's one right, in October. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at Army schedule. My yeah, bad. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll be back next week. Preview the Army game, which uh, will be great. And maybe we'll even talk about some other college football games. There's a couple of decent ones on this week. So might be something so, something to talk so about. Great. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and we'll catch you next time. Go Cougars! Go Cougars!